Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. The devil story continues in AEW, and well, that's really the only thing going on, it seems like. Other than the Continental Classic, AEW seems to be missing a lot more feuds and storytelling and more stuff to look forward to. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Snug Wrestling with me, your host. My name is Edgar. We're going to get into all the shenanigans that went down on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, so let's get into it. Arlington, Texas, Dynamite. December 13th. Let's go. Samoa Joe kicks things off, but he ain't out here dressed ready for a fight. We get an in-ring promo because Samoa Joe is looking for answers. Samoa Joe took the words right out of my mouth because so am I and the rest of the 800,000 wrestling fans that follow this show week to week. We are all looking for some answers. Samoa Joe is pissed off because the devil jeopardized his championship match versus MJF because Samoa Joe saw MJF laid out in the parking lot with the a broken bottle laying next to him last week on Dynamite. Notice how Samoa Joe did not say the devil attacked MJF and broke a bottle over his head. Samoa Joe said what he saw, which is exactly what we all saw. We did not see anyone attack MJF. Samoa Joe never lies. Samoa Joe is convinced that he knows who attacked MJF because according to Samoa Joe, that broken bottle that was next to MJF are the ones he's seen a sad depressed cowboy drink often and that can only mean one person sad man adam page hangman understands the assignment because as soon as Samoa Joe said his name hangman music hits and hangman is now involved in all this devil business as well since last week mjf and hangman had a unpleasant face-to-face interaction that's how hangman got dragged into all of this hangman stepped up to Samoa Joe but then you hear Samoa and here comes Samoa Joe's best friend by proxy, Roderick the Simp Devil Strong. Roddy called Hangman Page his young boy. Not sure what that was about. Maybe he has something to do with something from Ring of Honor back in 2009 that only the really hardcore wrestling fans would understand. Roddy the Simp tries to convince his best friend Samoa Joe that MJF is the devil, man. Don't you see it? Roderick Strong and his conspiracies, but Samoa Joe does not by it hangman takes out Roderick strong and we start off the first wrestling match of the night the vampire hangman adam page versus roddy the devil strong personally i have a love-hate relationship with hangman adam page when AEW first started i was a big fan of hangman but over the years hangman has lost a lot of steam and went into his depression cowboy mode and became very uncool however as much as i like or dislike hangman now sometimes I can't even tell. I don't even know. But I couldn't find anything wrong in this match. I couldn't find anything to hate on because this was a good opening match. And even though there was a spot where Hangman was biting on Roderick's forehead, no one was drinking anyone's blood. Roderick Strong is a great wrestler despite how annoying he's been lately. And Roderick Strong made Hangman look really good in this match. Hangman was involved in a 3-in-1 situation where the Kingdom kept getting involved and helped 
Broderick Strong keep control of most of this match, but the Cowboy was able to pull through and picked up the win. The Continental Classic Tournament continues with Andrade versus Brody King. Both of these competitors are in the top three of their leagues with six points along with Danielson. Brody King is big and bad, but I was not expecting Brody King to do better and get more points than Jay Lethal or Mark Briscoe, or hell, even the current champion Eddie Kingston. I think it's safe to say that Brody King is one of the unexpected breakout wrestlers of this tournament. People like Mox or Danielson, they don't really gain anything from getting wins in this tournament. Those guys are already established superstars, but at least one person is getting more spotlight and getting something out of this tournament, and maybe this tournament won't be so pointless after all. Brody King is mostly a duos or trios tag team wrestler, but he's been running through his opponents in this tournament, and this match was no exception because Brody King was taking the fight to a highly decorated superstar like Andrade. Andrade and Brody King were in the top rope and Andrade somehow was able to give Brody King a modified DDT on the steel ring post and Andrade got the win over Brody King and Andrade now has nine points in the tournament. Kevin Von Erich and his sons, the Von Erich boys, a legendary wrestling family from Dallas, was being interviewed by Renee and since this is a wrestling interview, we must get an interruption. But the people that interrupted the Von Erichs, and I still can't believe these words are actually about to come out of my mouth, the Von Erichs were interrupted by Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. What the hell? What world are we living in? What crazy multi-wrestling universe is this? Orange Cassidy asked the Von Erichs to team up with them, so thank you Von Erichs for coming to AEW. I apologize for our friend Tony for making you do this. Le Golden Jets had an in-ring promo and man, this was hard to watch. Jericho and Kenny Omega are the number one contenders for Big Bill and Ricky Starks AEW Tag Team Championships, but they have been MIA, well at least Chris Jericho has, because the Tag Team Champs attack Chris Jericho, so Chris Jericho he's calling out the Tag Team Champions in this segment, and this is where shit went downhill because I don't know what they were going for here, Kenny and Jericho, but whatever it was, it failed miserably. Ricky Starks grabbed the mic and he looks like a star, speaks like a star, sounds like a star, and Ricky Starks tried to turn Kenny Omega against Chris Jericho. You can't trust Jericho. Kenny Omega interrupts the champ and tries to sound like a smartass, like a funny boy. Do you guys remember the firm? And got no reaction. And Kenny Omega tried to say, I don't remember them either. But Kenny, you literally just brought him up. What do you mean you don't remember them? Kenny Omega continued by saying the firm was more like something up your alley bill solved Jericho and Kenny tried to come up with names for the champs because the tag team champs don't have a tag team name how about the absolute assholes and assholes got bleeped and I bet after that f-bomb AEW dropped AEW is most likely gonna get censored up the yahoo now Jericho and Kenny were choking in the ring and were bombing so bad that they did the only thing AEW know how to do and they resorted to their good old-fashioned handy dandy WWE 
references because Chris Jericho mentioned Enzo Amore and that got a big pop because of course it did. And the match is set for the tag team championship belts at World's End. Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus Kenny and Chris Jericho. Timeless Tony Storm is ringside for this Ruby Soho versus Riho match. And if you thought the last segment was a flop, you ain't seen nothing yet. Riho attacked Tony Storm last week after being gone for months and somehow it looks like Riho is gonna get a title shot already. This match seems to be a tune-up match for Riho, but if that's the case, the last person I would put Riho in the ring with is someone as uncoordinated in the ring as Ruby Soho. The state of AEW women's division, at least on Dynamite, is not looking too good. The women's division over in Collision with the TBS title and Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander on Saturday nights looks a lot better than whatever this is on Dynamite. Tony Storm needs more credible competitors who she can have good feuds with and good matches with. Not this. This ain't it. Then we get two more ice-cold predictable matches for the Continental Tournament back-to-back. Unfortunately, you can call these two matches from a mile away because the first match was Roosh versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal lost every single one of these matches in the tournament, so Lethal doesn't need to win this match. Also, if Jay Lethal won this match, what, he couldn't win any of the other ones that actually mattered, the ones that actually count? Roosh won this match with the sleeper hold, who figured that the next match also had another competitor in this tournament that also went zero and three and i'm talking about mark briscoe mark briscoe wrestled jay white and again did mark briscoe even have a chance here no not even on paper jay white won that match with the switchblade and picked up nine points the main event was also another tournament match john moxley versus swerve and the AEW fans in attendance bless them they were really hyped for this why i have no idea but it doesn't matter they looked really happy and sometimes i wish i can be just as happy as that for no reason at all and one thing i learned in this match is there are two things in wrestling john moxley loves more than bleeding and that's kissing guys and exchanging ones and twos because he does it in every match not kissing guys i'm talking about the ones and twos but he did kiss swerve in this match though that i did not just make up mox didn't sell much of anything Swerve kicked out of two pile drivers. Swerve did his big finishing stomp from the top rope on John Moxley. John Moxley barely kicked out and got a false finish. But right after that, John Moxley did a surprise roll up, pulled on the tights, and picked up the win just like that. So a very flat finish for a main event match like this one. Very similar to the finish from Collision with Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Martinez right after. A finisher was hit. The person receiving the finisher did not sell it and just did a surprise roll up and won the match. But after the main event, the show isn't over yet because the cameras took us back to the parking lot where a brawl was breaking out. Hangman Adam Page was being attacked by the unknown, the devil and his goons, and Hangman got slammed in real glass, bitch, and was crying a river. So now we know Hangman is not the devil, and again, everything seems to be pointing at Roderick Strong. I mean, Roddy was in the arena earlier in the show and lost his match versus Hangman. Was that payback? Or is that what AEW wants us to believe? We still don't get any answers about who the devil is, but at least we know it's not Hangman. And that was AEW Dynamite. Other than the devil storyline, not too much is going on on Dynamite. I mean, we have 
the tournament, but those are just matches with no angles, nothing else really going on. Let me know what you guys think about this AEW Dynamite episode that just took place. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>